All right, we're back with episode two of Wheel of SNES. Uh, today we're uh, playing Roger Clemens MVP Baseball for the Super Nintendo, obviously. Uh, brief overview of it is uh, it took LGN and Ro Roger the Rocket Clemens, the best pitcher in baseball, to bring home the greatest baseball game ever. The view is as good as it gets with true over-the-shoulder, in-the-field perspective, amazing close-ups of close plays, TV-style picture-in-picture stats, and post-game coverage. And when the going gets rough, check out the pitching and strategy tips from the Rocket himself. You can choose your team, manage them through a simulated system, season, climaxing with the best-of-seven championship series, or create your own dream matchups and exhibition games. It's one- or two-player baseball action at its best. Any way you play it, it's hot. And with the Rocket, you'll really feel the heat. And that is pretty much it. It does say that there's uh, 26 game teams and league play that goes on. Uh, one thing that is, uh, you know, a little strange is that it was LJN. And you got to remember that when these games came out, uh, some of these uh, companies have merged, changed names. Uh, LJN is actually a claim entertainment now. So, uh, while I couldn't tell you a single LJN game off the top of my head, there's plenty of acclaimed games. Uh, so, uh, I mean, after uh, reading the back of the box like that, Josh, does that just make you ready to jump right into MVP Baseball? Well, I'm not really a huge baseball fan. That was what I was about to ask. I, was, <laughs> I know you know the rules of baseball, but I, I, know. I don't think that it would be out of range, especially in... Uh, you know, like 1991 or 92 when this game came out, to say that you are not a huge baseball fan. Yeah, no, definitely not. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but, yeah, video games. I like them, so I played it. I, I have a, I, for whatever reason, there's certain sports games that I'm drawn to, uh, whether it's uh, retro or modern, and it's typically the most boring sports to watch such as baseball, that I've got a uh, affinity toward to play, and golf. So uh, see, I've mine, played my share of baseball games. See, mine is more of the football and hockey style. I like that fast-paced, hard-hitting. Have you ever played or heard of Roger Clemens MVP baseball before this episode? Oh, no. I have not. I can tell you, uh, I, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, I'm almost 100% positive I own this as a kid because I actually have the cart uh, for Super Nintendo, or actually I have it for the Nintendo is what I have. So uh, I, I'm not sure if that's my childhood cart or not, but uh, I do know that I've had to play this game at some point. Uh, I couldn't tell you anything about it, obviously, but uh, uh, there's there's no doubt on that. I mean, I know what to tell you about it. It's baseball. It is baseball. Throw ball, hit ball, run bases, catch. So, and, and you know, with Roger Clemens, uh, back in the 90s and late 80s, I mean, he was about as, there may be one pitcher, maybe Nolan Ryan, which has a Super Nintendo game as well, that may have been a, a better known pitcher. I mean, he was, Roger Clemens back in the day, that was a huge name. Uh, now when you hear Roger Clemens, you think of PEDs and all that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, and he's not, he, he's made his money, but he's not made some of the best decisions, but you know, so you may, you may want to break out that PED standing for people who don't know sports, which is performance enhancing drugs. That is correct. All right. Well, I guess, uh, you know, I mean, there ain't really a whole lot to go to on the plot on this. They basically, uh, tell you straight up. Uh, the game offers you uh, two game modes. It's exhibition and season. So uh, uh, the story is you're either trying to win one game, you're trying to win a season. You're trying to win them all. So we're going to go ahead and uh, go over into the make it and break it section, and we're going to start with the make it part of this. So uh, do you want me to start this off, Josh, or do you have anything that jumps out with what made this game great? No, go ahead and start. I mean, it, to me, it was baseball, so I don't got a huge list on it. Well, one of the things that uh, you had to give it a plus is it follows fundamental baseball. Like, the rules, everything is there. You know, you're not, a, uh, you know, from pitching strikes, balls, outs, fly balls, all of that is there. 
And uh, it's kind of sad that this is on the positive part because (laughs) (laughs) there's kind of a short list for the make it part of this. Uh, One thing I thought that was kind of cool, too, was uh, there was 26 teams. So uh, I'm not sure how many there was in the 90s. I believe it was 92 when this one came out. There was probably 28, 32 teams, something like that. So uh, having 26 teams, I mean, that's, you know, and they did have in divisions so that was a uh a, a good uh, way to <laughs> a good variety to choose from uh sorry about that uh that's the velociraptors going crazy upstairs uh so one of the other things that once you got into the gameplay that i thought was pretty good was the the heads up display was pretty decent it had all the information that you needed it had uh I kind of dug that it had the scoreboard with the hits and, and errors and score there that you could see at any time, so you didn't have to enter a pause menu or anything like that. Uh, you had the runners once they got on base. I mean, everything was there. I feel like the runner windows could have been a little bit smaller, uh, but, you know, it, it was what it was. So uh, you never really had to pause the game to try to figure out, hey, what inning is it, how many outs, what's the score, Uh and so that was pretty good. I did like the heads-up display. Uh, what's a couple of things that you had, Josh? No, definitely. The heads-up display was really nice. Uh, like you said, I don't know much about baseball. Fairly positive I didn't know any of these teams' names because I think they were changed. They weren't licensed, so they could yeah. not uh, just – you could not use a actual Major League Baseball team or a baseball player, hence – Roger Clemens, MVP baseball. Roger Clemens was the only actual player in here. Yeah, I came across that. I know, and uh, which like I said, I'm not real big in it and everything. But no, like I said, the heads up display was really nice. The runners knowing them on base was really cool too. As far as it going, like I said, I never had to pause it unless I wanted to substitute my pitcher, right. which is. I only done every so often just to you know just to test it out, see how flawless and smooth it worked, see the transitioning and everything. And I did like one thing on the pictures that uh, I'm not sure if all the Super Nintendo games have this or not. It may be more common, but when you took your picture off the mound, especially your starter, it would uh, at least when you were playing in season mode, it would say, "Hey, three days rest." Just like in you know little league or major league baseball, you can't pitch your ace over and over and over; or his arm's gonna fall off. So that was kind of cool. So like if you were playing a season, it added a little bit of realistic uh, an aspect to it there that, you know, once you pull your starter, you're going to be without him for the next three games. Yeah, I noticed that too, which was really cool. So I, I, I it had really cool ideas. I do agree with you on the runner, uh, showing the runners on side. That took up a lot of screen just to show you them leading off or standing. Yeah, and uh, to go back to how Roger Clemens was the only uh, loss and or the only name that they could use, they did uh, get creative. And probably one of the coolest things uh, I think in this game is you know since they uh, weren't licensed, they they had to uh, they still wanted to include you know your favorite baseball players on the team. So I mean, it may have been like. I'm not sure what the name was. Maybe, like I said, the New York Yankees or Mets. It was like the New York Rebels or something. So the names are definitely, but if you would go to that team, they would have players that resembled, like uh, probably one of my favorite ones was Daryl Strawberry. Was In certain versions, he was uh, Rat- Daryl Raspberry or Daryl Berry. So uh, even though they couldn't use his name, you kind of knew who he was. Uh, Kirby Puckett, they just went with Kirby. Uh, if you played with the Oakland team, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco were both named Bash. So back in the 90s, Bash they were the Bash brothers. Yeah, the Bash brothers. Uh, there was a couple more, uh, like Tony Gwynn was Wynn. Uh, I saw I saw the name Wizard pop up, and I wasn't for sure at who that was. Not knowing my uh, my baseball lore. So. Oh, Ozzie Smith. He, he was the wizard. Uh, Ricky Henderson was speed. And probably my favorite one about all of them, which I did like this player a lot growing up, was Cal Ripken Jr. And his name was Neckpeer, 
which was his name spelled backwards. So uh, mm-hmm. that was a pretty funny workaround. So, uh, and each team had somebody. And you might not have known necessarily who it was, but you know you knew it was referencing a player. And I thought that, that was probably my favorite part of actually the whole game, just because it was uh, I collected sports cards my whole life, and just being able to uh, uh, see some of these old names was a trip down uh, memory lane. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, hands down, like I said, I, I thought that was really cool and not knowing, like, so not being fluent in the whole baseball world or anything like that, but I did know uh, Mark McGuire and Sosa, but I did know the Bass Brothers, and I did notice that whenever you got them up there, and I chose that team, and it was, like I said, you shot, you got Bash and pretty much Bash back to back, and I'm like, oh, that's, I at least know who those two were. And then, like I said, you play with the other one, and I didn't know who Wizard was, but again, like you said, where you didn't know, where they didn't have the licensings to actually use real names, I'm like, I bet you that is somebody who's well known as well. And of course, uh, once you went to Boston's uh, team, you had Roger Clemens, which yeah. did seem a little plain after you seen these other names. I mean, it could have been the Rocket and, and yeah, all Ro- that. Rocket Clemens or something like that. So it, it kind of, I felt, was it downplayed Roger a little bit because I, I just kind of was enjoying the names there. Uh, the Another thing that you could see when you were entering in off the uh, main menus was uh, they had a password system for the games. Which, they did. Uh not really common to see. So, I mean, that was kind of cool. And I think everybody can relate to uh, having one of those games where you've got to scratch down. I can't remember how many digits it was uh, or letters, but it was a lot. And I just remember me and my brother scratching down letter and number combinations and hoping to God that we got it correct. And then when we go back and enter, we could read our own handwriting to get it correct. So I, it would be heartbreaking to uh, play through a whole season of this and then forget or lose a code. But at the same time, if uh, you really felt compelled and uh, you had a friend or you looked up on the internet, so, you know, you could actually get yourself into the championship series with a, with a, a, a password. So uh, you can kind of cheat the system a little bit should you want to. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, another thing that uh, was different, uh, one of the, I don't think there's many games I've seen that has it is uh, in the actual gameplay. One thing that did strike me as odd is when there was a uh, play at the plate or at second base, uh, it would go into a cutscene, and it basically. You know, instead of the typical, your guy, you know, scrambling around first to second, uh, it'll go to a cutscene where it's almost like a top-down view of your guy sliding. And so as the ball comes in, you can actually move your guy to the left, right, or center as he slides. And uh, the baseball, I'm guessing if you were uh, on the base, it never happened to me unless I was hitting. But you could actually choose which way you wanted to tag him out. So there was one time that I was actually able to avoid a tag from that. The other 12 times I got tagged out, so I, I wasn't very good at it. But that was definitely something that I'm not used to seeing right there. And it, it made you feel like you had a level of control on it. It did. And also on top of that, it wasn't just second and home place base because I actually had to do it on third okay. several times. And I'd never won one. <laughs> I uh, I don't know that I made it to third a whole lot, so I wouldn't have known that. Uh, and and probably my final thing that I have that made this game good was uh, I feel like this game would have been better geared uh, as a two-player game, like uh, playing on the couch with your cousin or brother. I or saw sister. a couch co-op. Yes, yes. Deal. So uh, just for the fact that I feel like there was some imbalance uh, problems with this game, and, uh, you know, if you were playing two players, it wouldn't have changed any of the views. Everything would have been the exact same, which is good. But I think it would have leveled the playing field between two human players, uh, which may have made it a little more fun. I don't know. Uh, you know, that might be a little bit of a stretch. But I could see uh, some smack talk being uh, spoken on a couch playing this. Or I could uh, see somebody getting pissed off uh after uh, somebody's hit like 12 straight singles on them and there wasn't nothing they could do about it. Uh, so I, I could see there'd be a little rivalry here. Uh, 
Uh, maybe if you got the brake speed off of you, you just kept wanting to play until you could actually win. Uh, that that would be one thing that I would have enjoyed more is just playing as a two-player as opposed to just one player on this. Yeah, and another thing that I really liked about it is there there wasn't that one team that was over the top. Like with now games, you know, like if you played Madden or something like that, like the Chiefs are almost like almost a guaranteed 97, 98 or something like that. So it seemed that all the teams were on an even playing field. Like, yeah, you had certain hitters that if you connected a solid hit, it was almost a guaranteed home run or at least a double, depending. But besides that, it, it was good. I, said, I, I liked it that you couldn't just steamroll through. You had to take some L's every now and then. Some more often than <laughs> more L's than W's. Huh? Oh yeah. Uh, all right. So I, I, that's all I really have. That I think the game did good. Uh, I think that's what we've covered here is made it. Is there anything that I'm missing that you feel uh, is noteworthy, Josh? No, no. I think you covered it all. And and one thing that uh, I guess kind of I guess is alarming in this is everything that we have in the make it. There's not really a whole lot of gameplay. Uh, that is in the make it. Uh, so I think that is going to take us straight over into the break it category, uh, which uh, I can almost guess that Josh is going to be on the same lines with me, that for every good uh, bullet point, there's probably three bad ones. I mean, there was a lot wrong with this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Starting off, for me anyways, one of the main break it things was that Going up against the CPU was nearly impossible for me to actually do anything good. Uh, they automatically knew where to go, get the ball. If it wasn't a line drive to get me a single in, if it was a pop fly, and if it wasn't a home run or put exactly where it needed to go, it was almost a guaranteed out. Yeah, uh, I will say that the batting part as far as uh you know, batting and fielding. Uh, I definitely think batting. Uh, I, I agree with what you said. I think batting was probably the best part of it. Uh, uh, I guess you could divide this into three sections, batting, pitching, and fielding. And batting still was probably the most enjoyable part of it. Uh, to go on to the, the fielding part, one thing uh, that was just pretty apparent pretty quick is playing defense was it was almost borderline unplayable. Uh, in your infield, if somebody hit a line drive through there, it was just dumb luck. Uh, I mean, if you weren't, there was no reaction time. Like when one was hitting the the infield, you had to push left or right and hope you guessed right. And most of the time, it didn't even matter because it was so clunky. Uh, so anything that went through the infield, if you didn't catch it, was immediately going to be a single. Uh, and there was a lot of singles. <laughs> uh, a lot of singles. Uh, now, when you go out into the outfield, it was a little different aspect. And, I mean, it is an over-the-shoulder uh, look, but it was bad. Uh, you didn't have a shadow of a ball to really chase. There was a shadow. Well. It was a it was a pixel. Yeah, and, and it, a single pixel, maybe. <laughs> and, and it gave you the traditional uh, sound effects of, you know, the ball going high in the air and falling, but there was also the a lack of reaction time uh, for that. So I feel like I was way better in the outfield, but to say that you were good at it would still be a far stretch. Hey, I got to my own horn on that part because I actually caught a pot fly on a dive multiple times. I did do that. That did make me feel good. It, it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself at that. Well, after they've scored 26 runs on you in two or three innings and you do one good thing, I mean, I guess you, uh, yeah, you toot your own horn yeah, right there. Yeah. So uh, one of the things, too, I guess to go back to the start, uh, that I thought was one of the biggest flaws was uh, this wasn't a licensed game. Uh, so, you know, Roger Clemens was the only player now. You know, there's there's other games that's not licensed, such as, you know, Super Bases Loaded and stuff. But uh, it was a little weird just having that one player in there, but it was okay. I mean, it, it was cool. Uh, I don't necessarily, I didn't care for it just having one sole player because uh, even though I did play as Roger Clemens, it wasn't like he was super overpowered or anything. I think all the pitching was pretty close, but, uh, you know, typically I, I could see... If you were playing with your brother or sibling, 
uh, everybody's going to play is Roger Clemens. His name's on the game. So I feel like you're going to argue to play with the team that has the one guy on it, you know? See, I agree with that, but also at the same time is I don't, like all other video games, I don't ever play with the number one character or anything like that. Like for me, I would have chose Oakland just because I had the Bash Brothers. That's because their nickname, that, that would have made it for me. Uh, I did it. I actually went with Atlanta, being a big Atlanta fan. And uh, I can tell you that team, I suck the worst with that of any <laughs> team I've played. Uh, one of the other things, you know, when it goes in kind of the, the start of it, uh, is that the game, there's not a lot of variety. And when I say that, it's literally just the two game sessions. Uh, there's not like an arcade mode. There's not like... There's no home run derby. Yeah, and I know this is early on to have all that. Yeah. But you have a menu there that has exhibition and season. You click season, and I think it said new season or passcode. And then the other part was... Uh, there was three. There was actually... I take that back. There was three menus. Uh, it was exhibition season option and then options did you click on the options to see what the options were absolutely not it was okay so if you're gonna put options in there i'm like well what is there you know maybe there could be you know weather i'm thinking maybe uh, you know putting on my wish list maybe you can control the gravity and make your own home run derby no there was like literally one thing in there maybe two and it was music on or off yeah it's like Good God, we had to have a whole separate options menu just to choose this music, which I think there was actually only two songs in this. It was the basic song, and I think they played the Star Spangled Banner in like really crappy MIDI music. Yeah, I said there wasn't a lot for the music on there, and I never clicked on the option menu because, I mean, I knew what I was going to get into if I hit option. I knew it was going to be something standard, like maybe... They said sound effects, music, controller, button assignment, or something like that. You didn't get them. I'll tell you <laughs> that. You didn't get them. Uh, so once you did get into the gameplay, too, uh, I did, it, even though like batting and, uh, you know, out of the four uh, the buttons, I mean, they really used, I think it was only two of them. Uh, when you were fielding, you did have the option for jump and dive. Uh, but I, still say the controls were pretty clunky i mean when you were trying to hit it was clear when you were pitching it was pretty good but uh one thing that frustrated me right off the bat is i'm sitting here trying to learn to pitch which was not a good the pitching mechanism wasn't good either we'll go into that in a minute but every time i pitched it and my catcher caught it then i would immediately throw it to third base or first base where i'm i'm holding over and of course i'm trying to steer the pitch i'm trying to curve it and as soon as the catcher hits it he picks up and throws it over uh that was very frustrating. Uh, uh, he would act like it's a pickoff play, I guess is what the catcher would do. And every time my outfielder would catch a freaking ball and I'm trying to throw it, he would jump straight up in the air like a freaking idiot, and then he would throw the ball. Not that it really mattered, but it was very aggravating. And then to throw it to the correct base is <laughs> way harder than you would think. Now, this may be me because I do play a lot of modern baseball games and they have figured out how to do this perfectly and going back to a retro game i don't know how many times i was that i was thrown to first or i'll be throwing home and i'd hit third base see now i was gonna bring that up okay i noticed this in the first game and it irritated me if you catch it as an outfielder you I don't, don't know what you're going to say. You don't look at the base you want to throw it to. Like, if you're an outfitter, you want to throw it to first, you hit left and A, and you throw it. No, that throws it to third. <laughs> you got to look at the little mini base map on the bottom that is actually how the bases are represented. Did you notice, too, that when the outfielder would throw the ball, that the animation was the same? It was like it was thrown on a rope. It just like the ball hovered at shoulder oh, height. Oh yeah, there just was no straight line. yes, straight was, line. It doesn't matter if you're at center field. It's gonna be straight line, no bounces all the way to the catcher. Now it's not traveling really fast, but it was pretty poor uh, animation on that. They, they could give us a little bit of an arc. 
You know, I wouldn't be mad with an arc or, like you said, a little bounce. I think in some of the other games, you would even it would have the sound effect too when he would throw it, and when it would bounce, it give you like a doink doink. Yeah, it, and and something like that would have been cool. It wouldn't have really affected anything because I could never really tell what base I was throwing to. No. But I could see if you were playing two player, this could be pretty fun because I think every time I threw the ball, unless I was in left field or right field and I was throwing to first base. You couldn't tell what base the other person was throwing to. So if you were playing head versus one versus one v one, yeah, you could uh, attempt to roll the dice per se and try to tag up and steal a base. If you were good enough to do that, oh, I yeah. wasn't. Oh no, no. But because when the you never really knew where the ball was going until it hit the infield. So there would have been many times that somebody could tag from first and went to second, and then by the time my catcher caught the ball because I threw it to the wrong base. They could have barely got to third because I threw it to the wrong base again. Yeah. And I don't even get me about the whole tag up thing. You know how long it took me to realize on how to make your runners go backwards? I, I made a point after I was getting hosed in the first game. Now, I'm not lying. The first game I played, I think I got beat probably 64 to nothing. And and so Sounds in the middle right. of this, I had players on base, and I couldn't figure out how to tag them, make them tag up. Which I think there was only three words that were actually spoken in this whole game. It was out, safe, tag, tag up. up. And it's like, and the tag up was more of an angry too. It yeah, was, it wasn't like like tag up. It was like a tag up. It was like calling you an idiot. Yeah, it was like it was me making you tag up. And of course, you know, I panicked, and I can't. I, First of all, I couldn't tag up. I could, it took me forever to figure out how to make Bug my guys smash. go. Now, I will tell you, once I figured out how to make my guys tag up, it wasn't that bad. If I'm remembering correctly, it was the L trigger it may or the bumper. It may have been the R bumper, but it did work all right. But it wasn't very uh, open about that to begin no, with. No, but it was inconsistent. Why make it the L trigger whenever it could have been, say, Y? Because you only used A and B. I do think that they could have... Uh, definitely use the x and y they could have used the other buttons for the dive and that the whole time i was playing it is like why does my dumb outfielder jump straight up in the air before he throws it to second base there's literally not a whole lot of plays where i'm using the dive or the jump i could simply just use the separate button for it you know yeah, uh, uh, tag up. yeah. now if, if you were in the infield and you were diving it might have been your reaction time would have been pretty much you wouldn't have been able to use it. But in the outfield, you had a little bit of time. You could have thought, hey, let me take my finger off the throw button and hit the, the dive. You could use the dive on the infield, but again, random luck. Pick a direction, dive. That's literally all you would do. So as I was getting routed in the uh, first game, uh, I, it was very apparent. Uh, I will say the, the computer did not... Uh, try to they were content with singles so like literally out of those 60 runs they scored on me almost all of them were singles none of them were home runs i do know that the first game i oh, played no. there was no home runs no. and i was just like how i was like this game sucks i can't hit a home run you know and and in the later games i was able to do that so when i got beat by 60 points uh that was all singles, so that game took forever, and it was miserable. The whole time that I was just sitting there just getting the crap kicked out of me. Look, you had singles score on you. I had grand slams scored on me. I don't know which is worse. I don't know. I, now, when uh, I played my second game, and I had a little bit more bearings, and I realized how unplayable this game really is, I think I lost by 20 points. And so then I'm like, I gotta switch it up. And so I switched over to Boston. I wanted to play as the Rocket. Yeah. And I'm like, because the pitching was pretty vanilla, I guess would be the word to say. Uh, you you literally you can move on the mound. Let it didn't matter. Move your guy in the batter's box. Move the pitcher on the mound. It didn't really affect a whole lot. I'm used to having a, a normal pitch. Normally in these games, when you hold down, it's a fastball. When you hold up, it's like one of these little Floaters, short hops. Yeah. Uh, this game, it was pretty much a slow pitch and a slower pitch. Yeah. Uh, there and then uh, there was and, a button that and was and like aiming, a an aiming. You could do that. And then, like I said, there was a button that was an immediate ball. Yeah, I guess it was like a pitch out, and it was pretty unusable. Now, when you were trying to curve your pitch, like most games, uh, uh, even some of the Nintendo games. Uh, I didn't think there was a whole lot of control on it. Oh, no. Uh, it was like you go to one side of the pitcher's mound and hold all the way to the left or right, and that you would... 
I will say there was a fair share of guys I could strike out, but then for every guy you struck out, somebody hit three singles on you. Uh, now, on the third game I played, when I played in the second game, I did hit a home run, so I was glad that that would happen. Uh, the third game, by miracle, I was hitting home runs left and right, and I actually won the game. I won the game, I think it was like 16-14. to 14. Uh, I feel like I climbed Mount Everest when I won this game. Uh, and, and I did also the, the game time I just thought was, uh, excruciatingly, uh, slow. So I actually timed one of the games and, uh, I will say the game time was, uh, pretty where it needed to be. It was, it was on par. I think it was 33 minutes for a game, but I can tell you the bad part of that is those 33 minutes seemed like an hour and a half. I was just I was just sitting there thinking, can this game be over? And the other thing I was thinking is like, I'm playing a season. What if I had to play like, you know, 70 games? Like, this would take six years of my life, it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah. Like, hands down is, I never won a game. I've came close multiple times. Never won a game. And I've I done a season, the only, the I've done a season with Oakland so I could be my Bash brother. Okay. And I've hit multiple home runs, but it's all about luck on the outfield. Like, I only struck out maybe, maybe 11 people because, but all of them, like I said, all of them were hits and singles. So that was always good, but you had to be there to catch it at the right time. I even tested this theory. If you have the ball within your person, within, say, five steps, the people will not advance bases. They will stand there all day long. Yeah. I did notice that because I was like, well, I'm over here and I miss a ball and it rolls back to the fence. They typically... And they're uh, already at first base. They're not advancing. Yeah, yeah, they didn't advance. It was very few times that it did. And it may have been where I just got mad and stood up for a minute and didn't pause the game and then they started running. But... uh, I don't know if that was necessarily good. I felt like they were rubbing my face in it. Oh, 100%. Because they're like, we don't need to steal a base because we're going to hit 76 more singles and beat you by 20 points. That exactly. was the feeling that I got. Exactly. So uh, to go on to some of the – while we're talking about home runs, uh, I did not like the home run animation. I do think it was different maybe for each game or each team. But so, you know – most exciting part of baseball is the home run, right? Yeah, uh, always. So you crank a home run, which it took me two games, and it goes over the fence. And right as it goes over the fence, it cuts to the scene. It's like of the jumbotron in the stadium, which I don't know that I've really. I guess each one has it. I don't know, but the ball goes in, and it gives you a little animation. And it says, "Hey, here's a replay," and it's the exact. There's no special cutscene showing a guy just crank it out like a Tecmo Bowl. Uh, where it just shows a random guy running the end zone and spiking it. It's the exact play, which probably took a lot of, you know, for what this game was, it probably took a lot of its uh, resources to be able to do a replay, but the replay was equally as boring, if not more, than the first home run. So as soon as there's a home run, I'm just mashing the button trying to get it to go. There was no relish in this home run. It's like, oh, good God, I had to watch the same play two times. Well, now, the, it was the same on the Grand Slam, except for the Grand Slam, it popped a player up on the Jumbotron and gave him stars Okay, that said Grand Slam. Well, that is all right. But it was, again, same play, nothing yep. special. That was the only thing difference is it popped a player's picture up and three stars and said Grand Slam. Which one thing that was weird with this game was uh, some of the animations. So... I feel like where they put their emphasis on uh, was a little off. So, I mean, I mean, when you go back to the, you know, what's the most exciting part of baseball? It's the bottom of the ninth. You know, bases loaded. You're down by three. Full count. It's, like it's, never, it's never the pitcher strikes you out. Or it's a walk. It's always you crank a grand slam. Everybody yeah. wants to be a hitter. So I feel like you did have a little bit of that against you as the game was geared toward a pitcher, which, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of people that uh, love the pitching aspect in these games, but I feel like it was kind of stacked against the game to begin with. 
but then when you would go to what they would uh, put their emphasis on, like uh, some of the animations. So the first thing I notice is like the pitchers and the batters. You know, they, they get up there and they got a shadow. And it's pretty pixelated shadow. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here thinking, was the shadow really necessary? Like, I would really wouldn't have cared one way or another. I would not have sat here and say, I'm bashing this game because there wasn't a shadow. And, and the shadow was fine for what it was, but I'm just like, if you could have took the time you put into these stupid shadows and made this game a little more playable, it may have been okay. Uh, no, I agree with that. And here's my thing. If they took that time to make the shadows for the player, why not the ball? Why not give me more than a pixel to try to track this thing down as it's flying through the air? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, so then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm just nitpicking uh, when I'm looking at the shadows here and it's just pissing me off. And then uh, the the next thing is, you know, so the batters come up. And one thing I did have a problem with with the way the batters looked. And most of these games, you know, your home run hitters. I mean, I, this doesn't have to be realistic. Most of the time, like, your fast guys are kind of tall and skinny or short and skinny. Your home run hitters are kind of short, stubby guys. They're slow. And all these guys look the exact same. So, oh, yeah. Minor color change. If if you uh, wanted to know if your guy was a home run hitter, you had to look at the stats that it popped you, up. You, yeah. Which it did give you stats for every hitter, and it was very good about telling you, hey, he's 1 for 2 or 0 for 3 with a home run. But you you could not tell by looking at a guy. could not cover up his name and say, hey, Josh, is this a home run hitter or is he a base stealer? You could not tell. You couldn't tell the difference between a catcher, a center fielder, a first baseman, or a pitcher once they got to the plate. Uh, with that being said, uh, probably when, when the pitcher would get, uh, not the pitcher, but when the batter would step into the plate, I guess it was their attempt at being cool, but there would be some small animations. Like I think there was one where a guy blew a bubble, smacked a big bubble. And then there's one where a guy like hits the plate. Yeah, he taps the plate yeah. with the ball, or another dude like shuffles his feet a little bit, like set, are you setting in? And and that didn't necessarily it wasn't great. But once again, how much time and effort did we put to making a bubble like pop a bubble? We could have put this into actual gameplay. So that part I don't. I'm not going to cut him any slack. But probably the the worst. Uh, I think it was poorly animated and I, I felt that it missed the mark is heaven forbid when you took your pitcher out. If there's something, and I mean, even I guess so with the batter too. I mean, with the batters, you had to watch them walk all the way across the batter's box each time. I don't care enough about this game. I don't care about the graphics enough. Just put the guy in the batter's box. We yeah. get it. The guy's there. We know he had to walk there. But then when you would take your pitcher out, your pitcher would walk and it would look very, pretty poorly animated about him walking off the mound. So you had to watch him walk all the way off the screen and then the new guy on. And I'm like, I could completely deal without this six seconds. I yeah. mean, you're, you're, and so when you, you take all that together, I feel like, you know, there were certain things like when you were sliding into the base and you had a little extra control and I can even understand trying to take a little bit different angles than the traditional baseball game. But like if, you know, you would took your team that was trying to do these small, things that did that missed the mark maybe you could have actually made a playable baseball game again all that animation could have been added to the baseball shadow to make this game a lot easier to track down a pot fly yeah and and so at the end of the day it is it is a baseball game i mean there's no denying that and if all you if there was a mode where all you did was you hit you could probably even say it was an okay game, but uh, the defense that was it, it, it was it wasn't unplayable, but it was extremely difficult. I will say that I I disagree. I I say the defense was completely unplayable. Like there was not enough fun factor. Maybe there's more skill that you could put into it, and maybe you know some tips you could pick up, but. The want to play the game, uh, there there was not enough fun happening to make me want to get better at it. I mean, I, I was after I got beat by sixty points. It's like I'm not, I'm gonna win a damn game. That is all it is. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if we don't shoot this episode for two years of me <laughs> playing this game. And to be realistic, I'd probably jumped off a bridge if I had to play this game for two years. But it's like I'm gonna win a damn game. 
And when I did that, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this game. Now, I did look at some other items of this. Uh, it, it was kind of strange, too, uh, after a game. It was like it would go back to the broadcast booth or like to the news uh, channel. And then they would be like, well, here's a tip from the rocket. And it would give you a random Roger Clemens rocket quote. And they were normally, uh, you know, fundamental baseball. Uh, yeah. It's like, hey, when a pop fly is caught, tag up. It's like, we know. We know how this goes. So uh, that was a little weird. But I guess if you actually were paying Roger Clemens for this game, you were wanting to put him in here. I mean, I guess, I guess that's probably the best part of the game is you actually had one licensed guy. And so I don't fault him, but the, the tips were pretty cheesy. Uh, maybe if it would say, hey, hit the bumper button to get back to base, or yeah. hey, here's how you catch a fly ball in this impossible game. Yeah. Uh, maybe something like that would have been cooler, but uh, I did actually, uh, I was very curious for this game to, I wanted to look it up and see how much money Roger Clemens made off this game. Because I feel like this was probably decent popular. I mean, it's a sports game. You yeah, know? all sports games are normally popular to a point. But before we get to that, did you ever try to bunt the ball? I did not. I did, just because I had to, just to see what would happen. What happened? I got a uh, triple taken out on me. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I like but, I like uh, a triple play? No. it's like okay you they catch it and you know they're immediately either going for home plate or first base whichever one well that's fine i'm okay with that because i'm wanting to advance the rest of the people right right so whenever you hit that advance button or you have or like oh no i gotta bring them back there's no that dance in between you're moving your entire people back and forth. So you're you you're just, trying to move your guy from second back, and you're moving your guy from third back as well, and the guy from first. Yeah, but if they're already tagging out first base, I want my other people to at least advance, right? Right. No, it's immediate everybody shift. So uh, not a fan of the bunt, then. Oh, no. No, the bunt was absolutely a game-ender. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess... Uh, I never tried it. It did seem effective when the computer did it, but they would always bunt to go from first to second. I never had anybody trying to squeeze play. Like this game didn't get that technical with it. Uh, so I tried. I had bases loaded. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to see what happens. I found out what happens. A triple play, not in my favor. <laughs> well, uh, that's really, I think, probably uh, the most of what I've got that breaks this game. I mean, I, I do feel that. Uh, some of the better parts of this game was not gameplay related. Uh, do you have any any other thing that just stands out that broke this game any worse than what we covered? No. No, like I said, I think the overall gist of it is it's a baseball game. You get what you're going to play as. And I'm not going to lie, I give it points on, your, on the creativity of using real-life players' as nicknames to do to make it since it wasn't a licensed game. Which so I think was the best part of this game. Yeah, 100%. That that was the that was the best part about it. It was it was great. It was comical. If I would have known more about baseball players at the time, I would have enjoyed it more cuz I would be trying to guess at who the players were. Now, I don't know this. I I couldn't have told you who this player was, but there's a guy named Rob Deer. They couldn't use his name, so they named him Bambi in the game. There, if you could use this yeah. cleverness in the actual game play, I think this would have been would have been better, you know. And uh, 
I, I, I guess that really says a lot when uh, I tell you that I think the player names are the best part of this game. I, I think this game was broken. Uh, horrible game. Horrible game. This is a game uh, I would probably... I don't want to play it again. Oh, no. I don't want to play it either. Because, like you said, I mean, my scores were constant. Constant. 20-plus. Well, I'm going to Not have, in my favor. When we get into some of the fun facts, I have a fact that might uh, surprise you. I, I, I didn't know this, and I, I found this online, and I think it would impress you when we get to the fun facts section, Josh, about these high scores. Uh, okay. That may have mattered. Okay, well, Liza, I put in a solid six, seven hours into a season into this game, so I played multiple games, and I never won one. So I'm excited to see what these fun facts are. Okay, so I think we uh, we're going to wrap up everything that breaks this, and so I'm going to hit you with a few fun facts, and then we're going to go into a little bit of. Uh, uh, I'm going to have you guess how much you think this game sells for. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we got to go back to the cost of it. So some of the fun facts is uh, I believe uh, I'm sure I'm butchering is his name, uh, the composer of this game. Kingsley Thurber, I believe. One thing that was, I guess let's go back. One thing that was strange was this game was released on the Super Nintendo. It was released on the Nintendo. It was released on the Game Boy. Uh, it was, I'm sorry, it was released on the Super Nintendo, the Game Boy, and Sega Genesis. Pretty common. The yeah, coverall. That, that, that's a good coverall. It was also released on the regular Nintendo. Okay. So it, it was there at the end of the Nintendo, start of the Super Nintendo. The copy of this game that I have is for the actual Nintendo, the physical copy I have. And I think if we would have played this game and it been Nintendo, it may have been, I don't think it would have been as rough on it, uh, but regardless, still a broken game. So the guy that actually did the composing for this, I think did for the Nintendo versions. There was a different composer, I believe, for the Sega versions, but his name is King... Kingsley Thurber, and he did a lot of music for Super Nintendo games. Uh, none of one thing that was very common was the games that he had composed them on. There wasn't a whole lot. Of, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of good games that he composed music. Okay. For. Now there's a couple here, but here's some that you may have heard of, but weren't great. Okay. Uh, he did Virtual Bart. Looney Tunes Basketball. So Space Jam. Yes, I guess. Before Space Jam. Yeah, before Space Jam. Uh, he did, I, I guess, probably one of his biggest games that he did some composing on was Mortal Kombat. Hey, you uh, can't go wrong with some Mortal right, Kombat. Right. But they only the Super Nintendo version. They had, you know, the other yeah. systems had different ones. Uh, and I think more what he was known for was he did all kinds of WWF games. It was wrestling games galore he did soundtracks for, which I don't think you really had to do a whole lot for this game. I think there was two. You had your basic music, and then you had, I think, a Star Spangled Yeah, Banner. Yeah, you had your basic intro, your Star Spangled Span, Star Spangled Span, whatever it's called. <laughs> the Star Spangled Spanner. Yeah, that thing. Uh, that's probably why they had to call it, because they probably didn't have the they, rights to... They obviously probably had to. <laughs> And then you had your standard, like, in-between innings music, which was, like, a, a, just a little light da-da-da-da or something like that. Well, I think Kingsley probably played to his strengths because, to be honest, I didn't really have a problem with the music because I was so frustrated trying to figure out how to play the damn game. So I think it was, like, maybe this is why it seems like some of these lesser games that he's a composer on is because he comes out smelling like roses because somebody's gonna say oh the music's fine because the game sucked like you're gonna yeah. so i mean I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna brag or anything like that but i mean mortal kombat that's a classic that's always a fun game and the music in mortal kombat was always good so uh another fun fact uh, we done covered that was on four systems that just blows my mind yeah nowadays to have Really, this was on three Nintendo platforms and then one Sega. Uh, I haven't played all of them. I'm sure they equally suck. Well, uh, here's the thing: is if you think about it, the if it being on all those platforms, you said the Nintendo, the Game Boy, mm -hmm. the just the regular Sega or Sega Genesis. Uh, Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis. Okay, so all those have one thing in common almost. Two to three buttons. 
So with it being on the Super Nintendo, you're adding. Well, you know, you're onto something there because on a Game Boy, you're only going to have two buttons. So basically, I guess uh, we got a port put onto the Super Nintendo. Exactly. We got a port put into it, which made it probably a little bit more challenging for us with the button scheming. I I wonder, though, if you actually play this game on uh, uh, on, uh, Game Boy, if it was a little more playable. Uh, I, I feel like it on the regular Nintendo it wouldn't be, but maybe on Game Boy it'd be a little bit different. Uh, you know, looking at a small screen, maybe trying to dive around the infield's a little easier. Yeah. You know? But I, I don't know that. That's just hoping that it was playable on one of these systems. Uh, so LJN, I guess it actually, uh, it's kind of strange going back. Like, you'll see, you know, Squaresoft, and you'll have Enix software. We're used to seeing Square Enix, so... There was a lot happening in video games at this time. So LJN, I couldn't have ever told you, became a claim. So uh, if you said, hey, uh, what games did LJN do? I couldn't really tell you a whole lot, but when I was looking them up, uh, it seemed like it was the same as the music. Uh, there was a lot of games that, like Jaws, and, and some of these that weren't great. Mm-hmm. I believe Jaws was one of them. Uh, but they did a lot of wrestling games. And I thought, I remember growing up with the Super Nintendo and the wrestling games were fire back then. Oh, yeah. So so I think they just probably stretched out a little too far on this one. Uh, so probably the most, I don't know, probably the most useful fun fact out of this, Josh, is I did not know this, and I'm not going to go back and test it. I'm going to take the word of the internet. But if you reach, if your opponent or you make it to 99 runs, say you're losing 99 to 1 in the bottom of the ninth inning. Well, say that's more realistic, so I I can believe that. Well, I guess it would be the top of the ninth inning. If you let them score that run after 99, it rolls the score back over to zero, and you could actually beat them 1 to nothing. Really? So the game was not programmed to, to tally 100 runs, probably because it's a baseball game. And, uh, yeah, who's going to score 100 runs in a baseball game? So technically, if you could score three runs and you let them hit that 100th run and you didn't let them score anymore, you would win the game three to nothing. <laughs> How do you feel about this? I see the look on your face. That would be more appealing. Maybe. I mean, you may be able to go back and win one of these games. Yeah, maybe that's how you win your season. You just hope that at the bottom of the ninth, you, well, you let them do it and then you strike them out. You just you don't have to be good in this game. This is what they should have put on the yeah. Roger Clemens MVP baseball. You don't have to be good. You just got to suck enough to to, to win be, to be good. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 was probably uh, the coolest fun fact that I, I had for the game. Uh, so going into this, Josh, how much do you think a uh, loose copy? Of Super Nintendo, Roger Clemens MVP baseball game. A standard loose copy that you just find laying about. Now this is going to go by, we'll do price charting and then we'll do eBay. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, a standard loose copy that you find at like a thrift store, pawn shop, well not even a pawn shop maybe, but like a Goodwill or something like that. I would have to say a solid six dollars probably that sounds like a solid number for me you're, for, you're, for a collector you're not far off price charting has it at five dollars and 26 cents okay the last ones that I, that seemed like they pretty consistently sold on ebay was two dollars and 99 cents now that wasn't counting shipping or yeah free, but that's just standard game so i mean if, if i seen this at a junk store for two dollars and i didn't have it for super nintendo i would buy it for two dollars just to put it to the collection. Yeah, add it to the collection. So, uh, with it being a uh, anywhere from basically a three to six dollar game, Josh, a, a complete copy. What would you say somebody would pay for those? I'm gonna have to shoot like maybe fifty. Price charting has it at eighteen dollars and thirty eight cents. Really? Yes. So just. Okay. Now, on eBay, there is a huge variant because even though people will call it complete, there's actually a poster that has the cover with Roger Clemens throwing the ball. Not that that's really that big a deal, but I guess the posters probably got ripped apart. If you were looking for a a copy that was complete in box 
I guess it wouldn't be complete without the poster. Yeah. You'd be looking at about $23. Okay. If you had one with the poster, I seen them as high as $109. For this game? Yes. Just, and I, and that, that's all because they so want basic, the So basically it's $80 for a poster to be a completionist. Yeah. Now I will tell you, uh, this is something that you don't know, that today there was a copy sold complete without a poster for $9.98 because I bought a complete copy of this god-awful game. Why? Be- because it's a $10 Super Nintendo game, and because I couldn't help myself. You, you the got, illness had me. You uh, add it to your collection. I've got everything except for the poster. So uh, at $23, uh, I would like to say it's an investment piece. It's just going to be some filler for another game to prop up on. I, when I bought it, I figured you would be so disappointed. <laughs> I am me. disappointed because you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to look for a Roger Clemens poster and try to sell it to you for $80. The funny thing on the listing when I purchased this for $10, it just got listed, is it said authentic, tested, works. And I know that's just the eBay speak, because they ain't nobody testing this damn game. They know that no. they didn't play it, and they know that I'm not going to play it. It's just going to go on a shelf. Yeah, it's going in a collection. Okay. So, enough about my, my dirty secret of buying this <laughs> game. Uh, do you know what a new copy goes for? New... Complete and bought, still wrapped, price tag with a poster. With this being said, I didn't find a sold copy on eBay. I'm just going to go off what price charting is, and I'll tell you what people are asking on eBay. Okay. So these are sealed like they came out of the Walmart Walmart case. Or Sears and Roebuck. Okay, or service merchandise, mind you. Yeah, service merchandise is a good one. Uh, I say... With the way the price charting was going up from two to eighteen, I would have to say a solid sixty dollars for price charting. But for eBay, because you people are crazy and paying ten dollars for this game, <laughs> I'm going to shoot it up to say close to three hundred. Now I will defend and say that if there's a loose Super Nintendo cart for five dollars, I'm probably going to buy. It, depending, I mean, it's not really going to depend on as long as it's not a Madden game or something like that, just because of the price of everything and you can trade it. Yeah. So I'm not too far off being shamed paying ten dollars for a complete copy. Now, if you were to buy a new copy, and I, I don't have a list saying what's the cheapest, this may be one of the cheaper uh, new games you could buy. For the Super Nintendo. A sealed copy in pristine condition. Price charting has it $52.36. So I feel if you're like, I want to own one game. I don't care what it is. As long as it's new. For $52. That's a solid choice. Now, with that being said, that's what price charting's told me. None of them have sold on eBay in the last 90 days. So when I looked them up on what people were asking, there was several of them that was new. And the general consensus was between three and four hundred dollars. Yeah, because you all are crazy. And there is no way in hell no. I would ever spend three or four hundred dollars. Now, last week I told you when we were doing Dragon View. So if a loose copy will split the difference, say, hey, a loose copy of this sells for five dollars. So if I said, hey, Josh, I'm going to give you this game, this cartridge that costs five dollars, or I'll give you two dollars cash, which would you pick? I'm thinking $2 cash. Well, you might not be I can't defend your answer, but I think you're wrong. I do think it's worth $5 uh, just to have a little nostalgia, just because probably you've played this uh, as a See, kid. I never did, so I don't have that nostalgia problem. <sighs> Plus, it being a cartridge, uh, it's tough for me to pass up $2, a $2 cartridge. So I, I would have to... It would be tough for me to pass up a $5 one. I would probably... I, sad enough, I would pick this game probably over five dollars. Uh, I guess I, I already have. I bought. You a did. Copy you of it. you straight up made that choice. And and uh, so the pricing, I know price charting is a little very different. I can't believe that price charting saying it's fifty dollars. And I know that's what people are asking. There's nobody going to pay four hundred dollars for a new copy of this. But I mean, if if you said somebody, you know, price charting was at fifty dollars and eBay was at seventy dollars, I'd say that'd be on par for the market. Yeah. Even though I would never spend seventy dollars on a new copy of this, even though that's probably the best thing it could stay is sealed, where you never have to play this game yeah. again. But uh, I couldn't believe when I seen three or four hundred dollars. I was expecting maybe a hundred and twenty-five dollars, something like that. Well, see, I'm gonna end it by this because the eBay community is ridiculous. 
And so that's why I shot high. But I have to disagree. Like, say, you have to do it because of your whole collection, your completionist stuff going towards your goal. Now, I'm not completing a Super Nintendo set, but I you want... You say that now. <laughs> I, I do not have the pockets to be able to afford a Super Nintendo set. But if they slowly start accumulating on my shelf, I'm not going to be upset, you know. Yeah, but see, with me, like I said, I don't have that bug of the completionist of this system or anything like that. My completionist comes in comic books. So I could, like, if this was a comic book, if you reverse this to me in comic book language, straight up, I would have taken the comic book. If you had the last copy that existed on Earth, and there was a campfire right there, or you could you could only take it, or one extra bottle of water that cost two dollars. Would you throw this game away forever to be lost? Game. This yes, Roger Clemens baseball game. If yes. you had the last copy and you had the chance to destroy it, would you destroy it? Yes, game. I would. Comic book. I wouldn't. I got you. I got you. Now, one thing I did try to look at. Uh, I brought it up a little earlier. Is I'm like this game sucks so bad. How much money did Roger Clemens make? Yeah, I, I bet you, you mentioned that earlier. I'm extremely curious about that. Because if he made more than, say, $3,000, it's a ripoff. Well, I can't remember how much uh, the inflation was in the 90s. But I feel like, you know, if you tell, if somebody came up to you as a professional athlete, even if you were very famous like he was, and say, I'll give you ten grand," I could understand you saying, yeah, sure, why not? Probably pays for some rent. Yeah. Uh, I could not find anything about any contracts between this game. And just between how many systems this was released on, I feel like this probably sold way more copies. I think it would be surprising how many copies this sold. But... I was very curious. I was more intrigued by how much he made off this game than uh, the game itself. And I was unable to find this. So I'm hoping that his agent made some decent money. Like this game was to me unplayable. So I guess when, you know, to wrap all this up, we do have to grade this. There is a Mount Rushmore of Super Nintendo games. Yeah. And so it, how much did, so we never found out how much he made? We never found out. Uh, so I was so ready. I had my calculator ready and everything because I found out that the inflation rate from then to now is 2.54%. Man, I was rolling deep on some references to this game just to try to find out. Like Maybe Roger Clemens' uh, agent got fired after this. Because this game sucks so bad. Maybe they made a ton of money. If they came out and said $100,000, hell yeah. Now, I know they didn't pay, obviously, that much. But I was not able to find anything. Nice. Now, I found all kinds of stuff about Roger Clemens MVP Baseball. And, uh, and of course, everybody trying to sell them for $5. But I could not find out how much. I don't think Roger Clemens sits at home and thinks, man, I had a, a great major league career. I made a lot of money, and I have a Super Nintendo game named after me. I don't think that he cares. Oh, no, no. I don't even know if he knows that he has a Super Nintendo game. No, he, uh, well, unless he has all since he probably had, since he's the only one that's licensed to do it. So he had to agree to it at one point in time. So uh, I was never able to find that out, which was more disappointing than anything because I thought that would be... Uh, That'd be fun, some useless knowledge. Yes. Now. So now that... I, I don't really... Is there anything that you have left to add to this, uh, Josh? I'm pretty well done with this game. Oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm ready to move on to the next. I, I don't want to play this game ever again, but... Up on our Mount Rushmore, we have one game ranked. Our number one game is Dragon View. Sadly. So, it's, this is as this is our second game, it goes on to Mount Rushmore. Is it going to be your number two, or is it going to be above, your number one? It's above Dragon View. Wow. Because I could come back to this and try to beat it, try to win me a game. I cannot go back to Dragon View and try to see if there's a dragon in it. So you're telling me that Roger Clemens MVP baseball is better than Dragon View. I agree. You know that. Dragon View has a cult following. They'll find out where you live and they will murder you. Bring it. I'm ready to stand my ground on this. One. I feel like that's a very bold assessment. So you're telling right now, you're telling me Roger Clemens MVP baseball is your number one game. Right now. So join me on my list of being hunted. Uh, I would go ahead and tell you, Josh, uh, I appreciate the bold take. 
And at number one, as well, I'm playing. I got Dragon View at number one. Really? This is an abomination of a sports game right here. I mean, not that a lot of sports games are going to hold up after time. This game was unplayable for me. I, I far, it's not even close. Okay, then how about this? You play Dragon View until you meet a dragon. And I'll play this game until I get a win and see who gets tired of the game first. That'll end the podcast. We will never have another episode. <laughs> we will never have another episode. So so just to, to reiterate, Josh says that his number one game is, is Roger. Roger Clemens MVP Baseball. Yeah. And his number two game is Dragon View. While I disagree and I have it flipped where Dragon View is my number one game, and Roger Clemens MVP Baseball is number two by, and it's not close. Uh, there'll be a little space there. This is, once again, probably the only time you'll ever say these two games are on your Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, 100%. If, if we should just publish it out there and say these are the two best games on the Super Nintendo out of context and see what happens. Because yeah, because we've only played two. Like We could honestly go ahead and say, you know, for Super Nintendo, Mario's are number one, but we haven't played it yet, so therefore we can't add it to our Mount Rushmore. Correct. So, would you say that uh, out of your number one and number two game, do you wish to ever play another one of them again? Do you wish to ever play Dragon Viewer Roger Clemens again? Oh, no. I, I agree with you right no, no. there. I agree. We, we may be splitting hairs at, at the end of the day when we get several games. Uh, these will get properly rated uh I, I will tell you, I think Roger Clemens, it's going to be it's gonna be lower than 650 on the list. I know there's 700 and some change. It may be in the 700s. I, I don't want to cast it that far down without, you know, it'll move its way down, but I can't see this game being any better than, I, I bet there's 650 better Super Nintendo games than this one. Yeah, I I, I will agree with that too. And I also agree with that with Dragon View. Well, that means Dragon View. There's no way there's 650 better games than Dragon View. But I guess that we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. So I guess uh, I, I don't have anything else to add to it. Uh, uh, keep in mind when you come hunt us down, I do have Dragon View over Major League Baseball, but, uh, that's just me. Uh, we're going to, uh, uh, wrap some of this up. We're going to go on to our third game. Is there anything that you want to add, uh, Josh, before we leave? Let's roll that wheel. All right. Well, this is George. Peace out. This is Josh. See you later.